San Francisco, I'm coming to you March 6th to the 9th. And then I'm coming to Dallas, Texas, March 22 and 23. Washington, D.C., April 21st. And then San Diego, May 11th. Come see me do the standing comedy. Get tickets at FumiAbe.com. Enjoy the episode. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to Cash Cuties, a super personal finance podcast where we analyze our friends' credit card statements with love. I'm Steffi Bake, and on today's podcast episode, we're gonna discuss abrupt career changes immigrant mindset, and how food content creators make money. Our guest is Lao-American Singh D. Can you say the last, can you say your last name? Duang Dara. Duang Dara. Singh Duang Dara, who is a personal chef, cooking instructor, and future published cookbook author. Announcements, if you're listening on your Apple Pod app, please leave us a review, hit Follow on Spotify and sub to our YouTube channels for the video version of this podcast. And all the links are available in the episode description below. So typically me and Fumi here talk about our finances and how we're doing. Um, I'm going to tell you, (laughs) I don't know if I necessarily have any like money issues necessary right now, but this is the first thing that came up to my mind when I was thinking about this last night is I feel like I'm doing well in the sense of friendships i'm going out a lot i'm having fun meeting lots of uh, new people in the industry creatively you know having a good time but i'm very poor in intimacy Mm. i'm single i don't think i'm lonely but that's been somewhere where i'm poor i'm rich in clothes (laughs) i'm poor in clothes i like I'm rich in time, but poor in time management. And I don't know, this sounds, I'm trying to be poetic or some shit. Um, I want to buy, I've been playing tennis more. And I used to play when I was younger. I played varsity tennis, actually. Too. Oh, Not varsity. I was like the lower tier junior varsity. Junior varsity, but yeah. still, that means that you can play. You can I think so. You can rally. Muscle memory. Muscle memory. It's been years. It's been years. And I'm like, I have four rackets and they're all super old. They're like deteriorating. It's it's, it's like, you know, when the white turns yellow, everything it's, it's like yellow mustard tones. It's antique. Mm. I could probably sell it for vintage, but really it's just, they look like shit. Now, I, I want a new racket, and I feel like I deserve one, but they're around $200. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think I should go buy a $200 racket if I'm not 100% committed to playing, you know, how many times? Like, I, I right now I've been playing three times a week. Oh, that's a lot. It's good. I thought you were going to say it's been like months, but well, you're it has playing. been. Well, it has been months, but it's recent that I've been playing more okay. often. Okay. And, and I'm, it, I like it. Oh, it brings you joy. And like. <laughs> yes. I'm joyful <laughs> when I play. I feel good. Yeah. Then I say add to that, that feeling and that's yeah. a new tennis racket. So why not? 
200 why not sell are you are you okay with giving those away or selling yes i need to make space yeah i would say that okay i think that's the key i have one too many like things of everything i like collect yeah Yeah, okay you should not see my place (laughs) (laughs) i (laughs) this is very nice by the way oh my god thank you i feel cozy you feel comfortable in here? Good, good, good. That's what we want. Um, okay, so I wanted to ask you a bit about your uh, background mm-hmm. generally. And obviously, this is all financial. So we're going to go a little little more intimate Let's here. Let's do it. I'm ready. Are you, do, you, do you like talking about money? How do you feel about this um, already? I, old me, no. But new me, like I think it's important to talk with friends, people, encourage people how to figure out this world because money is what is what drives us mm-hmm. so i like talking about money okay good great <laughs> i want more money yes <laughs> put, put that out put, put we out. want more we money. want more money wait hold on <laughs> what car are you gonna get if you get if you if you um, if you had an extra five million dollars mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. dropped on your and you have to buy a car oh i would have another kia <laughs> that's but i think so i'm the person that doesn't like spending money on things that can do the same thing like okay. i don't want to look like a millionaire if i am a millionaire oh you know, i want to be in the back <laughs> in the bushes you don't, want, you don't want any of your family members reaching out to you <laughs> that too i think that's a <laughs> huge <laughs> i could be one right now but i don't know we, oh <laughs> okay we have many millionaires in the south um, so steve from call to leap that you were mm-hmm, talking about mm-hmm. he he's a self-made millionaire amazing yeah and he uh we were just talking about how because he has money like the check now just it, it just comes to him when the food when he orders food people just are kind of like expecting him to pay see that that part it's like they a lot of these new expectations are put upon you and i for me i mean if i was a millionaire i'd be more than happy to but i don't want to feel like i'm expected to yeah i want to do it out of my heart you know yeah i'll give you a car like but don't ask for one you know yeah it's it's how you're you your, your new tennis rag but don't ask <laughs> just talk about it a yeah, lot just talk about it a lot so it's like just goes oh, in there. i'm dying <laughs> i'm dying for a... okay so tell me uh, where did you grow up so i grew up in um southern wisconsin um the name is janesville um it's like fifty thousand people two high schools and my family moved there after we left the refugee camps in thailand um and that's all i've known like growing up since in janesville since two and left when I was 18. Um, so you can think like Midwest, it's uh, not a lot of people of color, not many Asian people. Mm-hmm. And so it was um, a different experience compared to like LA or Hawaii. I lived there for a bit. Um, but I think it was a very humbling experience at the same time of understanding the world in its smaller pockets. Yeah. Ah, do you remember how you thought about money in that time like uh, what, what was mm. like the class situation there okay so money and cl- um so my family was like poor and we were on like food stamps and all that stuff but at the time like money wasn't maybe my parents hit it so well because i think it was because of the food like my parents my mom cooked so well and our meals were so good every lunch and dinner that mm. we were never hungry um, and so we were always like, like you said, like, you know, we, we were very rich in food, but maybe our wallets weren't <laughs> as full. Um, were you aware of that? Um, there are moments though I would be aware of it, but like for me, I think like 
when I think about my entrepreneurial spirit, like I have the story of like when I was in um, like fourth grade, right? My dad would love going to Goodwill and I would go follow him along and I would always go to electronic section and like sometimes just random items and I would find like these stickers, right? Mm -hmm. And I realized they were bingo stickers later on, but I thought they were so cool, like packets of stickers, different (laughs) colors. So I was like, okay, I'm buying this. Like it's so cheap, like at 50 cents for like 10, 20 pages of stickers. And I, I know all the kids love stickers in high school as well. So I started selling those stickers in the recess. And like, you know, like, you know how they like, you have a big trench coat and you open it, but I had stickers. <laughs> <laughs> and so the word got out. All the kids are saying he was a guy with the stickers. And eventually yeah. the teachers found out and I got in big trouble. <laughs> and and back then it's like my parents also didn't know, like, like we just did not want to be seen. We were like already different looking right and so when my parents found out they like you know i got a beaten and they just told me to never sell stickers again even though i was trying to sell them to make some money for like all of us you know how innocent is to sling stickers you could have been drugs not drugs (laughs) bingo stickers at that oh my gosh so do you remember making what did you do with the money do you remember remember i feel like someone took it (laughs) (laughs) was it for down payment i don't know (laughs) after they crush their your dreams of yeah uh, that that's pretty young to like know the the, the power of money but i think that that lesson taught me like oh i can sell and i want to sell and i want to do that kind of stuff so i was like that's where my entrepreneurial um, journey started i would say (laughs) i love that i have something similar when i was younger is um i was part of like a lot of like volunteer groups Mm -hmm. and I loved being like involved in school, but they would give us like a bag of $20 of candy in a, in a bag and you go around and you sell it to, uh, to, uh, to make money to, for good causes. Mm -hmm. But I would upsell the chocolate bars. So like if it was a dollar for a Snickers bar, (laughs) I would take $2. Oh, and you take that for yourself? <laughs> is that fucked? Is that corrupt? No, I think that's so smart. Like, <laughs> if you're if they're gonna make you do that already, you might as well get a little extra. Like, yeah, you should value yourself a little bit more. Yeah. than what your original price is. So, um, what did your parents do for a living when they came um, out here? Let's see. My both my parents they worked in factory jobs. So, like, my dad worked at um, a line factory where he like put spray cans into boxes. So he packaged mm-hmm. that, and then my mom worked various ones but the main one the longest she's worked as like frozen vegetables you may have heard like bird eye uh, frozen vegetables uh-huh. um she just packaged that into boxes and that's yeah that's what they did wow. from their, their all day every day sometimes mm-hmm. on the weekends um it's definitely a lot of hard work that like knowing what they do makes me value and appreciate all the, the money that was brought in um and then on the weekends we would also have to go work on the farms and so we were like like physical labor of like picking flowers for the flower market mm. and also picking like strawberries and all that for the farmers market and the wild thing is is that so i'm pretty sure that was illegal uh-huh. <laughs> yeah you're fucking two years old <laughs> i had a blast like, you're like a running stickers, but at least i was to be able to just, like eat these strawberries i would pick occasionally right <laughs> Um, oh. But I would get be able to get some money from like the boss lady, and there was all Southeast Asian folk working at the these farms, and she would give me like just enough for Pokemon cards, and I was happy with that because that's where I was able to like get my money for Pokemon cards or Game Boys or Nintendos. Like I was able to save, even mm. though my parents didn't 
give me directly. That was their way of their um, way of giving me money by giving me work. I guess. Oh, so they gave you. OK, so they paid you with like toys and things you wanted instead of giving you like actual money. Is that right? Is that what you're saying? Um, they would. Uh, yeah, they would say like, oh, one hour for you as a kid is like two dollars an hour. And so <laughs> I did. So I do the math like, OK, that was eight hours. That's two Pokemon cards. Oh, and so then, then, yeah, we would figure things out like that. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So they gave you they gave you the opportunity instead of like them just taking the money. They were like, hey, you are working for it. So yeah, if you want it, you're going to work. for it. Oh, that's yeah. cool. I think that's a great way to like teach kids. how yeah. to. Like, I think that's very important. Let's go into your personal chef life. Mm-hmm. Who are your clients? OK. I don't know if I can tell you oh. the first ones, but I can tell you the surrounding people, Ooh. which will give you an idea who they were. <gasps> so we can play like who? Wait, is it Where's Waldo? Or like what is it? Um, that game where you like <laughs> the game where you like put heads down and there's one head left. Oh, uh, yeah, that's guess who? Guess who? So guess who? Guess, guess who. who? So um, my first client was an NBA player um, <gasps> that was very famous, and I have no clue about sports, so he was not famous to me. And, um, the, f- the first time I understood his fame was when my guy friends are like, you know who that is? You know who that your, is? Your oh. straight guy friends. Yeah. My straight guy friends. I was like, I still don't know who that is. <laughs> I don't watch basketball or any sport. <laughs> um, and so when his uh, person he was dating came in, Kendall Jenner, then I was like, oh my God, I know who she is. <laughs> I'm going to cook her that? some food too. I made her some Lao food. So that's my, my proud moment of being able to cook my clients at the time girlfriend um lao food oh my god so you got to meet her yeah we were like a few times because i was cooking for him for the entire summer so they were dating let's see can you find the i i because i don't know anything <laughs> about that like i know kendall jenner is it him no it's not him no no is it him no close no no that one's famous oh 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 oh, oh. <laughs> do you know him no, but <laughs> I should because this is a very nice looking man. And so the story is, is that this house that I was cooking for, for he was my first client uh-huh. and I was cooking breakfast, lunch and dinner. It was quite intense. Like it was like my <gasps> boot camp for personal. I've never done that ever before. So I had to really learn on the go and I almost burnt down their the million dollar house. <laughs> Fuck. I was so scared. What the fuck? And so like, I don't know if you cook much, but so there's two types of cooking in my head. There's cooking in the kitchen where like, you know, you have a stove and you're steaming things, you're broiling things. And then there's cooking like barbecuing outside. (laughs) That's some, that's some very American shit. Yeah. And I had no, I don't know how to barbecue, but I had to pretend to barbecue. (laughs) (laughs) And so like him and his friends wanted to to do barbecue they're like chef let's go barbecue this after i was like great let, let me go get the hot dogs and hamburgers <laughs> you're sweating <laughs> yeah so yeah. I'm like, okay okay i'm gonna do this okay just turn it on like the fire goes on and then i was like okay i'm gonna put aluminum foil on top and like so i don't get dirty right <laughs> and the, the flame is so hot that the aluminum foil gets on fire and like it's closed so the fire is so large that it's coming out when it's closed and then the the all the friends like yo yo what's going on i was like i don't know oh my <laughs> God. i'm so just running downstairs like trying to find a fire extinguisher or like something and i can't even it blacked out i don't even know it oh it, it didn't burn God. down like i was able to stop it i think i like hit it a few times <gasps> and it was the moment where i was caught like i was not he- a personal chef in that moment and i just told him i was like i'm not good at barbecue <laughs> 
Did he keep you around? <laughs> he kept me because my all my other. Food oh was hell good. yeah! So just don't ask me to barbecue. Don't Kids ever. Don't ever. Oh my god! Do not put baby near the barbecue. That is too. So that was my first client and first experience for the oh summer. Oh my god! And how stressful it was, and I was after that. I was like, I will never work for this type of person and this type of situation again because i valued myself so low they got such a great deal looking back i was like a millionaire they know how to work the system because they know as a maybe as a chef like how much and how much they should and shouldn't and they went so low but it's on me as well that i didn't value myself well so how do i i don't actually know how much it is like i yeah. I, I, I talked to my friend she did a wedding mm. and or she uh, planned an, a wedding and she said the catering was ten thousand dollars that's yeah. all i know yep. so can you tell me a bit about prices for a personal chef typically for like yeah like um a typical mm-hmm. basketball player who's mm. a very successful millionaire how much should you be getting paid if you were a professional it wasn't yeah, if first... i was like mm-hmm. actually had known so yeah. i would say usually the for those nba players they have like their one chef they have year-round so mm-hmm. it's like a full-time gig so they should have been paying like 100k or more for, for the full, full year and divide that by 12 then right but for me it was like half of that <gasps> so like maybe five thousand or something <gasps> for that month and then yeah it so was, but the 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 so so how, so how does it work like you go to the market but they cover all the the, yeah, the food so you part. can buy anything lobster they'll cover all that it's just okay but do you have to make a menu or do they tell you what they want or is it like you make a system it's a collaboration but usually like you tell them like the day uh, before like oh this is what i'm thinking about what do you like it do you want to change like i think about adding some cool lao food in there it's like oh yes no and so it's it's a collaboration do they fuck course, with, do they fuck with the food though the lao food yeah yeah, yeah actually like they they loved it like i think that the interview that i did with them was actually they said make your best dish and mm-hmm. i made lao food and not thinking that i would get it but i got it and then i was like in the situation like oh shoot i got a job I don't yeah <laughs> well i would think that it needs to be healthy too because yes. he's a ba- full th- protein high protein high carb like just a lot of food actually, actually. oh my god yeah they probably eat like like thousands thing yeah like a lot of a food lot. right like two to three person per athlete oh god that's it's like they're like it's essentially you're like feeding monsters yeah they were monsters (laughs) (laughs) they were paying um have you done weddings before or like events i've done events i'm trying to think wedding i don't think i've been asked to do weddings but knowing what i know Mm. is that i don't want to put myself through that stress (laughs) i think what i've learned through through being a personal chef is like my quality of life and like how much stress am i wanting to put on myself because it's like labor intensive but also like as like your own business like you have to have to figure out like the coordination the the admin, admin stuff um, so I think the largest group of people I've cooked for was 200 <gasps> almost by myself. Uh, it was crazy. What I, are I you black, doing? I blacked out. And I, so this is what I tell people. I black out and I become like Superman, but like chef style. Like, I don't know what happens. I just like get on aut- automation. I'm just like, Ooh, and I don't remember. Wait, it. have you done a <laughs> cooking, um, like one of those like master chef things where you, a competition for yes, cooking? I have. <gasps> but before we get to that, I just remember I did one wedding. I just remembered because I blacked out. Okay, okay, I okay, okay, okay. And that was an incident where I was working with my other friend. So it was two people. 
and we were preparing and his foot got drenched in hot oil. <gasps> Sorry, I laugh right now. He's fine. But at the moment, I was like, it was like, we have to get the food to the wedding, but also you have to be okay because you need to go to the ER and not because I don't know what's going on with your foot, like third degree burns. I don't know. And so he went to the ER. He left me. I was like, oh, my God, I have a couple hours before I go to the wedding. So we called our other friend. She was able to come, and we drove to Long Beach, got the food. Everyone was happy. The end. He was fine. He was fine? Did did anything happen? but he was fine. The oil didn't fucking cook off the flesh? Holy shit. Not as bad. Yeah, it was. So these are the, the horror stories that you don't hear, but being a personal chef and your own business, like you have to work through that. Okay, so, so what makes the most... Well, we know these intense <laughs> situations create the most drama yeah. for for you, the stress. But what kind of chef makes the most money? So mm. is it like a high-end restaurant chef? Is it um, a, a personal chef at, at the highest caliber, right? Yeah. Is it a, or is it like, yeah, catering or doing events? Is it what, you know, what, what, what would you say? Like when you say chef, like, do you mean traditional chef, I guess? Is that like, because can I say food content creator chef makes the most money? Oh, really? Um, I mean, yeah, in terms of like not having to actually work at a restaurant, right? And that that was like my switch of <gasps> one of my biggers, which is the why. Like, I'd rather make more money and not have to deal with people and like all that stuff. But let's say you don't have to cook for anyone, but your but your for my audience. your yeah. audience who's like literally not going to actually eat your food. Yeah. So the stress is like comments, I guess, but but it's not <laughs> not compared to the actual. So let's let's take away like food content creation. I would say the the person that makes the most money is is the person the personal chefs. If you know how to value yourself, not not knowing what I know now, I do know how to value yourself. What do you mean by that? Do you mean by like, wait, are you talking, I, I, I'm also thinking, okay, in my head, I think that celebrity chefs make the most money because they have businesses like, but, but, but it might not be true because I did talk to, um, a famous celebrity chef recently and they were talking about how, and they have like a bunch of businesses. They have like a weed business. They also have like, mm. and like they have, you know, they have sauces and things and they go to events and all and it sounds like they're not making the most, but the business people around them are making a lot of money. So I don't know if that's only because the negotiation parts of that. I think he's successful in the way, like his, maybe his like main like restaurants, right? Yeah. But like, I don't know about all the other things, whether it. Yeah, I mean, I think of success success as like all relative because like you could have a, be a chef, have a very successful restaurant that is taking in millions of dollars monthly, but then, you know, you have to pay, it's so expensive to even hold a restaurant. So it's like, what do you have at the end? It's just the joy of, you know, cooking and they all seem fucking like stressed. Like I don't understand it. Yeah. A lot of, I mean, chefs yeah, are super stressed and you can imagine like, so my stories that I share with you about the oil and all that stuff, like times that by so much more and so much stress the cooks are dealing with and that makes me also appreciate when i go to a restaurant like oh this how the food got here is probably through a lot of headache sometimes oh who'd you like to be a personal chef to oh this is a juicy story too i'm just spilling it all oh i love this (laughs) um okay so i actually cooked for her but not in person for her who i wanted to cook for and like she ate your food mm -hmm. but you just weren't in front of her so I don't you you might know Ellie Wong or maybe you're friends yeah. with her. I don't know. Well, me I mean she she you know what my re- interactions with her she always just says 
I, I think she knows my face maybe, yeah. but she doesn't remember my name is what I'm guessing. Sure, sure. So she'll always just be like, hey, they're pretty lady, <laughs> which is beautiful. <laughs> and, and I'm like, that's so smart. She like, said that to me too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so she would be someone that I would want to cook for. Um, and so the story is back when she didn't have all, of her, I think her first um, Netflix thing came out and I like obsessed with it right I was like oh I love this lady like I, I understand her comedy I want to go like support her and I want to cook for her and so I made a Instagram um post about so she loves Lao sausages that's something that she makes public that she loves Lao sausages I was like wow she knows about Lao food I'm gonna like try to get her attention so I tagged her in a post where I, I did photoshop stuff I put some sausages on there and spelled Ellie Wong in sausages <laughs> And I was like, in the caption, I was like, hey, I am a Lao chef. I can make you Lao sausages that you love. And it's hard to get access to. And so like a couple, I think it was a couple of weeks or days, maybe when that went by, I got a um, email from, oh, was it her husband at the time? Um, <laughs> <laughs> do I say, I don't know R.I.P. to that. Yeah, really? that one. Okay, yeah. A sweet guy. Like he messaged me and just was like, hey, what's your catering services? Or like, what? how do we order your Lao food? And so I got freaked out. And I was like, this is my dream. I've always wanted to do this. And so I made, so at the time I wasn't doing any catering. Like I just had ended my personal chef in the summer with that other NBA player. It's like, okay, what's the next thing I need to do? And I just had to, like, you know, I have to think on the go. I was like, okay, let me just create a catering menu. Like, if, if I had to cater to someone, this is how much it would be. Um, and so I was like, okay, here's Lao sausages in there. And so I just sent them, like, my PDF file that I created on Canva or whatever, right? Yes. And then, like, they ordered. They ordered, like, every every other week. And I was like, oh, my God, because I would go deliver to their house at the time. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to meet her this time. Oh, I'm going to meet her this time time went by i never met her and i was just really sad but i met her husband a the lot husband? of times yeah. you know you're the one that caused the breakup now right yeah it was your sausages, sausages. <laughs> so now we know why y'all i'm so sorry <laughs> um, and then what? so the last time i went to give them this was years ago last uh, to the Lao sausages the husband's like oh yeah yeah ellie will come out um next time and i was like oh i wonder when the next time will be and it never happened oh man but you know what it could, th th this is just the start. This is just the start. The I know start. It's a full circle. You're, when you're, we'll, we'll talk about this. But when your book comes out, you're gonna, she's, she's gonna be there, or you're gonna yeah. give her one, and and then that's it. it it's gonna, that's it. And then I'm gonna listen to this podcast, and like, we manifested this. <laughs> we fucking manifested <laughs> this. Oh, yeah, do you have like a famous chef that you admire? Um. Oh, uh, I don't know if she considers herself a chef, but she's been in the culinary world. Uh, Padma Lashmi. I don't know if the, uh, the pronunciation wise, mm. um, but I love her. Like she's someone that like her career and what she's done is like something I would love to do and like I aspire to do. Um, so, yeah, it would be her. That's so sick. I did meet her once because she did an episode for her show. Mm um taste the nation taste right? the yes. nation and she did a koreatown episode oh my gosh I'm jealous <laughs> it was so cool but they need one for lao food right waiting, they don't okay yeah. so hey i'm pretty sure you're the person to go to I for lao. So. um let's, we're putting so much out here right now let's go um and i did get to meet her because dumb was the person that like was the main person showing her k-town and they wanted some of like the friends from K-Town. Mm. So 
she was so nice and also extremely beautiful and sexy wow. and like i was seduced by the way she was eating wow. is that objectification i was just like literally mm. like oh. that's like mukbangs you like mukbangs <laughs> Yeah, but I don't. I don't get like <laughs> turned on. I, like when I when I was talking about, I was like, oh my god, oh. like this woman. Well, you she know what? Powers. She has so much power. She, remember her like Carl's Jr. Did you watch her commercial? That that was a hot mm, thing I back in the. She would. She took a bite of like they were like these sexy like Paris Hilton had one. All these like sexy like oh. bombshell women were eating burgers, Carl's Jr. burgers. Mm-hmm. And that hers was the best one because it like it would drip. It was like dripping, oh. and it was, it was amazing. <laughs> She's I'm such a fan, such a fan. Um, and I put that out there for you. Thank you. So, um, you are writing a cookbook, mm-hmm. which is so cool. Thank you. Um, can you kind of like walk us through that, or how how the process even like came up? Yeah. So, I've been dreaming about writing a cookbook since 2019. Um, so I would like, I would just, so my themes of how I do my, like my career and whatnot, it's just, I just do it. I'm like, okay, I want to do this. I'm just going to do it and see how it works out. And so I would just like go Google on the internet. Like, how do I write a cookbook? Mm-hmm. And so I would be having all these lists. Like, oh, you need an agent. You need a cookbook repo- proposal. You need to be known. You need to do all that. I was like, oh, that's a lot of stuff I need. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I at least can start on like the cookbook proposal. That's what's in my hand right now. I can use that. And so I started writing this really bad cookbook proposal because I didn't know what it had to look like. And so I would email um, these different agencies like, hey, you want to be my agent? Oh, no, we don't. Or I would get ignored <laughs> a lot, which is fine. I understand now looking back like, oh, that was a horrible proposal. But I got one lucky one where they're like, oh, you need to work on it, but I can see potential. So that was nice. So I think of that a moment where like, oh, it's such nice encouragement just something small when someone reaches out for you for a little help that might be somewhere like beyond their your career right but to give that encouragement because that could boost them and it will come full circle Mm. um and so i started working on my um, book proposal more and it was nothing was working out so i got some deals where like small like indie um books wanted to have my my work but for me i've always thought like my work is more not more is valuable enough to to be on mainstream um publishing companies Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna wait so i said no to some some smaller publishing companies and so how this how my current cookbook deal came about is actually making a tiktok video and saying putting out in the world like i want to write a cookbook one day and it'll be filled with lao recipes and lao stories and that i guess one of my followers was a publisher of 10 speed who is under penguin and she reached out to me and was like hey i've been following you for a bit love your stories i saw you want to write a cookbook would you want to have a meeting i was like of course i would like who wouldn't (laughs) so had that meeting with their director her and then they actually paired me up with the agency that they've worked with before. I found my agent and it took one full year to like meetings to update my cookbook proposal and to finally get that deal. And that deal was actually in August. Was it August? August, like the official deal that I'm writing a cookbook. Congratulations. And yeah. it was the power of social media. Yes. So you so so essentially you had a following already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the time I had a following. Yeah. So. Okay, and you, it seems like you're good at like taking something, believing in it, and then just like just doing it. You don't need like it, right? Like you're like, hey, I want to do this. 
has this happened a lot with uh through tiktok and like social media is just like putting out something that you want and then mm. it just kind of i guess it's the power of numbers it's people seeing yeah i guess i mean i think like my social media journey it, it was actually on tiktok like i blew up for a sticky rice video like 30 million uh wow. views and that trickled down into like oh i can do this i'm not getting money but i can do this i don't know what it will become and so then that started building and then i was like okay now i can ask for things Aww. in terms of like what do i want in my career and the book was one of it one of them so so how that. many how many followings is it about the number of followers that gave you the push do you think or like so how many followers did you have at that time or um, viral moments i don't i don't really know yeah, what no, makes like so publisher wise like if you want to be a cookbook author these days a lot of big publishers do want the person author to have like a following of some sort and that's also going to give you more of a um advance which is mm -hmm. the money they give you to write the book so let's say your writing is great but you have a small following they might they might see that your writing is great and they want it but that that means that they don't have to give you that much <gasps> even if it's so mm -hmm. great right and so if you know that you write great work then and you want to be given a lot and for your advance then you should increase your following so that you feel valid when you when it's ready to write your book how many um what was your do you remember what your following was at that time when i got the book deal yeah i would say like two hundred thousand on tiktok okay and how long did it take for you to get there like how how i know you started content creating yeah. like in uh was it uh, or 20 was it 2020 when i like full because you know no one was working at the time yeah, so yeah mm -hmm. 2020 um it didn't honestly it took like half a year maybe less to get to but i've also stopped growing because the algorithm i can't keep up with the algorithm um everyone hates the algorithm everyone hates it but it's fine like i got i'm getting what i need um and so it's really much time and place and where you are at in your life that it just perfectly hit for me mm -hmm. yeah. but you were able to yeah manifest these things through it yeah. so okay so it's for the listeners for you to get to uh you said half a year and you were were you creating content like every day like you were yeah during the pandemic it was just like all my clients i i couldn't go cook for them anymore so all i was doing is um cooking and decided to do more cooking videos i wasn't even on tiktok at the time but i was like why not like seems like other people are enjoying it so i thought figure why not add to it and i was decided to just bring my like instagram and facebook content into tiktok and i changed it up a bit and made it more um tiktok ish mm -hmm. and that is kind of what just at the time everyone was going viral uh, but you can go so there's a thing you can go viral for random things that you don't want to go viral for life doesn't happen bi-weekly so why should payday the money you earn can be in your hands today with earn in earn in is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to 100 dollars per day or up to 750 dollars per pay period just download the earn in app and verify your paycheck then access up to 100 dollars a day as you work and leave an optional tip any money you access, plus tips, are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Hey, remember when you said you were going to get me that gift from Japan last week? Whatever happened to that? Oh, yeah. I kind of ran out of funds, but I'm going to use Earn In to get you that last-minute gift because you're a loved one. Yay! Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Cuties under Podcast. When you sign up, it'll really help the show cuties under podcast 
subject to your available earnings location daily max and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. EarnIn is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline go viral for your career mm-hmm. and i was very lucky to go viral for my career in terms of like what went when so were you making any money through tiktok because i th- no i thought no. that they were giving money to some uh recently cre- yeah uh i mean a little bit i mean i've known some friends like they'll give them like a stipend or like a certain amount to continue making content but like for like a size of following that i had it wasn't like for that i, I couldn't get it how much can you make with a cookbook? Like, what is, do you know the numbers of like, as a, you know? Yeah. Like I sort of just experience of hearing other people yes. and also mine. Yeah. Like, I've heard people get offers like 50,000, right? Uh, for a first time author. And that's not the advance. That's what you get overall. Is that how it works? Or what's that's, the event? That could be in an advance. Okay. 50,000 could be an advance that's broken up four times. Okay. Uh, depending on like the milestones you reach okay versus i've had i've heard people make six figures plus um so that's is that like celebrity level or is it more the quality of the book quality of the book and your following oh your following affects how much you're given because that's essentially the marketing their their idea like oh they'll be able to sell more because they already have this following they got it much marketing and are they counting followings from Instagram as less or better than following from TikTok these days? What And, and mm-hmm. how does it correlate? Yeah. How do they correlate? I don't know that qu- the answer to that question, but I, I assume it's like a comprehensive, like all, like they'll look at all your pages and see what makes sense for them. Like for me, I have been building my pages like at equal paces around the, mm. so they're kind of, equal but not not so much like there's there are some content creators like there are million followers on tiktok right but they have two thousand followers mm-hmm. on youtube and so it really depends on the publisher and where they think the book will make sense in their line okay so there's not one it. there's no one co- yeah, there's not a one social one. media that they're like hey i like this better for this yeah. type of thing um okay and what is the most expensive part of publishing a book the most expensive part I learned is actually the photography. Oh. And so photographer, depending on who you get, you could get a photographer that is $10,000 and I've heard people pay $30,000 for the book. And I understand like, you know, photography, artwork, it's what you want to be like timeless in the book. Um, and so actually from my end, I want the $30,000. So I'm going to, I'm right now trying my best to work on my photography and refine <laughs> it. Uh, and I'm really excited to show people Yay. what I have. And so hopefully um, it re- it will meet the standards of the publisher and then we're good to go to just get, give you my 30,000. I love that. Cause yeah. you're also being like fully hands-on, yeah. which is you. It's it, very you. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Like creating your own thing. Um, now, what it, okay so i i don't understand so once you sell the book right you got the you got you the proposal so the book is just an idea you're selling a proposal proposal imaginary proposal like and this then is what they give you an advance for the proposal yep 
and then then do they buy the book or what or, or uh, like, I do guess they... when they buy the proposal, they buy the book at hand ah, as well. Okay. It's whatever you create. Because sometimes the book you create at the end is not exactly the same as what you originally mm-hmm. propose. Mm-hmm. So they, the advance is just you buy the book proposal to whatever is created from that. And then at the end, once you start selling the book, like yeah. once it's already out there and Amazon sells it, do you yeah. get a percentage? Once uh, whatever your advance was, is they're able to make that back. And then you get like royalties and like oh. that kind of stuff. And what is royalties? Like how much is royalties? Um, Do you know? No, I don't know. Oh. I'm still going to have to look at the paperwork, but. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Okay. But it is like a, it's a percentage that people yeah, are. It's kind of like tell. Oh, I don't know much about television, but if you're on like. Residuals. After, yeah. Residuals. That would. Yeah. Okay. Like got it. Um, That's interesting. Let's see. Oh, do you know, compared to other books, do are cookbooks more um, expensive to make because of like, I, I always feel like when I look at a cookbook, I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, it's like the paper's thicker, the colors are more vibrant. It, it's like an art, it's an art yeah. book at that point, right? They're hefty. They're very expensive to make. Yeah. Um, like, so if you think of it like uh, a storybook versus a cookbook, so the cookbook process is like, on average, it's like one year for the author to write the whole book and also to produce um, the photography if you're going to be your own or someone else. Like that has to be provided in that one year. After you provide like the whole manuscript and the photos, then the their team, like the you get like the editor, copy editor, all that, whatever else editor, they take one another year to process what you've written to see if you have to redo it, to see like if is this good enough. And then it goes to printing the third year. And then it's finally comes out like early the fourth year. So this is like almost oh three, God. four year process. Holy shit. So you're going to have to ask me in four years how it's <laughs> You're going to be a I'll millionaire. I'll probably ask you to come back like, hey, can <laughs> so, talk about the book? <laughs> I know that you have all these, so many things that you've like created for yourself. It's mm. very impressive and you've done it by yourself. What, how are you making money within that time period of all this like you know nor notoriety and all these things happening since the pandemic and you Mm. going viral and all these things like what where where's money coming from yeah no that's a great question that's what i asked myself when i first started i was like where's the money (laughs) and i would luckily the the facebook fairy came down and granted me all this money um but yeah i would say once i like unlock this like i don't know they're level of like oh here you are at this level so we're gonna give you ad money or like a bonus and so actually my main um social media platform was facebook at the time Mm. actually still kind of is so you you, people so here's the secret that i'm gonna put out there people think facebook is dead but it's a very western mentality to think that Facebook is quite alive around the world. Like Facebook is the main social media platform like in Laos for like in Southeast Asia. And so that's like for me, that's the gold there. And so my following is huge on Facebook because that's where all my people are at. All my Oh, own. so your your fans are in in Laos. In Laos, but also here. Like a lot of like like I think of like my fans are like Lao moms, home cooks. They're using Facebook. They're looking for recipes. They're looking for <laughs> I like that these authentic people are coming to you, mm-hmm. this uh, uh, Wisconsin mm-hmm. uh, Lao American boy, and they're like, hmm, how do we make this yes. delicious, uh, what is a Thai sausage with an American, potentially American twist? Mm-hmm. The, I think that's fantastic. It's it's, a, it's its own thing. I'm assuming it's like you've you've created your own like flavors through that or? No, so like, like I think of like Lao food is so 
un- unknown, but also there's so much to learn about it mm-hmm. that like that's I think of myself as like the Lao food ambassador at this point. Like I'm here to educate. I'm not just here to teach, but I want people to learn about the history, the people and the food at the same time. I love that. Um, and so that's kind of been and it's always been like for me, I've loved teaching. I just didn't know what that would look like in my career. And now it makes sense. Like I love teaching about Lao food and Lao people while also showing them how to cook and be a better home cook. Can you, okay, since you love teaching, yeah. can you teach the fans about okay. using, uh, when to use Laotian, Laos, Ooh. Lao? Because I had to learn this. It's so this. confusing. It's very Even confu- for a Lao person, it's so confusing. <laughs> oh, honestly, really? Okay. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, there's a lot of um, back and forth when it comes to, like, how do people from the country Laos identify? And there's a, been a huge wave of, like, Lao refugees um, post-Vietnam War that came over to the United States. And though that includes Lao people, that includes Hmong people, that includes Mian people, uh, Kamu, all above. Um, But Western history has kind of put this label on Lao people without their consent, I guess, is that um, a lot of, so from the Western perspective, Lao people that come from Laos are called Laotian, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And that term Laotian was created from the French when they colonized Laos at the time, Laotian. Mm. But before even that happened, the people in Laos called themselves Lao. And so they would say they're, so Lao was kind of like an ethnic group, but also a nationality at the same time. Um, so like Lao people that were Hmong, they would say they're Lao Hmong or they're Lao Camus. Um, so there was this whole shift once the French and the West took control and, you know, power, colonization. And so the history books writes it as Laotian. But also Laotian can seen, be, be seen as a negative term because the French created it. And also, it, I, I don't want to, someone I will have to Google this, but there's like like a dog reference in like Shun or like that part. Mm. Um, and so it's a very much of a nuanced conversation because depending where you are in your identity, um, our understanding of your culture because for Lao people we don't learn our, our own culture and history until later in life mm-hmm. so probably if a lot of if any Lao people are listening they may have be learning just from this podcast right yeah um, so you didn't even know probably until I said Laotian when yeah. I was younger because that was what you had to mark like oh I'm Laotian check yeah. check um, wow look at this broken system but exactly. you guys are t- taking you know defining bringing Letting back our, the yeah. re- the real and yeah. renaming well that's not a renaming it's naming back what what, we what you actually are yeah because if you go to laos to this day they never say laotian they even though there's an s in laos they don't ever pronounce laos mm-hmm. s was added by the french and so they're all Lao there. It was only history outside of Laos that is defining. Oh. Yeah. So I would say to be safe, if, if you meet a Lao person, Laotian person, just ask, like, oh, how do you identify? Like, do you, do you prefer Lao, Laotian? And either, like, it's fine to ask. Like, okay. Because I did Laotian at the time, but then I was like, oh, this makes more sense. Like, now I understand the dynamics of our country. Totally. So yeah. from now on, I'm always like Lao food. Yeah, so Lao I say American. Lao food. Yeah. Learn something, guys. This is so fascinating about you. And so random. You are like the king of game shows. Two game shows. That <laughs> you won two you won two game shows. You guys in, like, in one year. Can you believe that? I yes, I could because you know what? You are someone who believes in something and then it happens. So I do believe it now. <laughs> I, after talking to you, I'm like, this person knows. Yeah. 
Okay, so w- tell us about these. Okay, so the first one was during the pandemic, this like 2021, I think. And uh, my friends, all my friends, were they were getting on Prices Right. I was like, I want to get on there too. I've always watched it. I want to play it. And so the pandemic version of Prices Right is very different because you don't have to wait in the long line of hoping to be selected. You're casted before then. So I did a casting video over Zoom and um, I was picked of the four other people to go in and play the game and so i didn't you know you know how like the, they zoom out to the audience like who's gonna play none of that it's just like they just called my name i'm like hi it's me <laughs> out of, out well, of, like, did you like, have a persona when you were yes i'm crazy so i'm very like <laughs> <laughs> like that's not me but like i had to yeah i had to yeah, be you, a yeah, crazy person because yeah, okay. they want energy and like that was the most exhausting day of my life <laughs> because i had to give so much energy were you like Whoa! were you a yes, wooer like okay dancing it was just like out, out of body okay. experience and so we were playing the game and i was just not hitting it in terms of like guessing the prices i was like oh no am i just gonna be on tv and not get anything and so it was like the almost the last game and the, the item that came out was um like cookware i was like oh my god this is meant for me i know yeah. <laughs> i know all cookware and i guessed the cookware right and so i got up and got to play the game and the game was um guessing two different items like a shaver and a magnetic checkerboard i was like oh no i don't know these items and so it was like really a flip of the coin yeah i got the shaver wrong but i got the checkerboard right and so i had one key that was supposed to open one of the these three doors yeah and the first door was like a year supply of eggs and they opened it like yeah you got a year i'm like yeah i get eggs and then they're like oh you can use the same key to open the next door um and that was like a year a year supply of meal prep stuff i was like great yay meal prep <laughs> and then they're like okay just go to the end i was like okay and so the end was the 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 car and so i put it in and i won a car and everything else i can't do and it. <laughs> I was like is this real and so i got to the whole like you know when they you go dance by the car i went to go dance by the car that is the <laughs> that is the epitome of the american dream it is. is going on prices right and winning a goddamn car mm-hmm. oh my do you know how much that car was worth i think it was twenty five thousand. do they even i heard it's somewhere Kia. okay it was like do you did you have to pay your taxes or something on that at all because i heard that, that that that's what happened with Oprah. I don't know if that's true. Um, do you know? Do you remember if they made you pay? No, I don't remember. I still get confused. Maybe I still owe that. I don't know. <laughs> I hate taxes. Your your twenty thousand ca- dollar car right now is probably like fifty thousand at this point because you haven't. <laughs> yes. So that is so sick. So I got that car, but then I didn't like the car. It was just like a puny like regular car, right? I'm not a car person either, but I knew I didn't like that car. And so uh, I sold that car and got a better, like a mini SUV Kia. I was like, I love this mini SUV. So that's wait, what I drive now. Cute. Wait, wait, hold on. Do, do they let you drive it off the, the lot? What, no, what, how does that work? You, do they-, they they send you an email and you have to go to a Kia dealer, like if you want that one and like you'll take it home. Yeah. Oh, and I have the license plate, the Price is Right license plate, but I don't put that on anywhere. I just, <laughs> someone's going to steal my car. <laughs> so that was the first game that show is crazy that during the pandemic yeah um, what a wild show to, you just have to guess the prices of, i love guessing prices but now. you're good at it yeah. do you feel like you mm-hmm. have a, a gift you want me to guess something <gasps> yes um guess um what the hell do i have how about your camera um i don't even know how much oh, that is how much were these flowers just the flowers just for the flowers yeah. not the vase no 
Um, if you got them in LA, they were probably like fifty five ninety five. How much? Free. What? <laughs> okay, but I, <laughs> it was free. But I do think that it. No, these are actually uh-huh. farmers market flowers <gasps> for free. Yes, I got the hookup. But uh-huh. they at the farmers market. This is ten dollars. Oh wow! Okay, y'all go to t- the farmers market. For yeah, crazy. Okay, cute. but I didn't tell you that. Yeah. Now we're talking about. We need to guess like regular shit, not yeah. like hipster dipster yeah, crap. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I, I want to do. Okay. How much was how much was my Starbucks? Um, what is that one? The this one cold brew or like? Yeah, it's the Grande iced uh, gingerbread. It just came out. Oat. Oh, chai. I know about that. It's crazy. Um, they also. I'm gonna tell you though that they increased their price twice this year, and I talked to the girl about it. Oh, yikes. Um, I would say that is like four four dollars and fifty cents. No. How much? Isn't it? It's way. It's well, not way more, but like this more six yes <gasps> why are you doing that to I, yourself I, and not getting a tennis racket <laughs> I will make you coffee this you is know. fucking insane right that is insane y'all there was no addition i thought that it was like the added it like i was like oh maybe it's because i i, I added like i changed it to almond milk and the girl's like yeah. no this is actually the price she's like it they increased oh, the price twice this year me out. That's How six? It was like six twenty-five or six thirty-five. Yeah. So then, inflation-wise, I wouldn't understand prices right now. <laughs> See that as well. It's insane out here. You are. You, you didn't go to school for cooking. Uh, correct. You went to school for social work, well, welfare, welfare yeah. and you actually have a uh, master's. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you've yeah. gone to school for a really fucking long time. <sighs> I'm old. Well, well, more than that, you're yeah, poor from, yeah, from, a, I'm, I'm, I was very poor. I'm still poor, but I mean, well, you know, in just different senses, different senses. You're poor in terms of the fact that you probably have, lo- do you have loans? I have so much loans. There should be, I hate loans. I hate them. Okay. Tell us about like what, what the, how much money it, it took to go to, you went to undergraduate. Yeah. So I did my undergraduate in, uh, in um, social welfare with Southeast Asian studies and Asian AM studies. And then I left Wisconsin and went to Hawaii for my master's in counseling psychology, training me to be a therapist. Then I didn't want to be a therapist, <laughs> <laughs> but they're like, nope, you got to keep all these loans. And transparency wise, I have like over a hundred thousand dollars in loans. Oh my God. Like, it's crazy, y'all. Wow. It's crazy. But this- I think it motive like I, I flip it. I'm like, okay, that motivates me to work harder and I'm, I'm going to be paying this off and be so happy on how much. Hard, how hard work pays off. Well, I already know you're going to pay it off pretty yeah. fast because you seem someone like you're like determined with this yeah. other thing that you're yeah. doing. Okay. I have a question about this. Do you feel like if you were to go back, mm-hmm. would you rather just have not done any of this? Or do you mm-hmm. feel like it's pretty uh, useful that you have these degrees um, while doing what you do? Like now? if I would re- like give myself advice and my younger self advice i would say go to community college like see if you like it if you don't like it and then if you do then after community go to your four year just extra two year it won't be that much and then just only go to programs that will give you full rides (laughs) you don't get taken advantage of don't get be put into the system be taken well where was it more how much was your undergrad degree and then how much was your master's um undergrad was was it like 40 mm-hmm. 40 50 thousand mm-hmm. and then masters was like this chunk like 60 70 80 
but here's the thing. I, I applied for all these master's programs um, and I got into most of them. But the one I wanted to get into, I got in, but theirs was like New York. So it was Columbia, New York. Mm. It was a hundred like thousand a year. I was like that. That's a scam. Sorry, <laughs> Columbia, but like I was like, who can afford this unless your parents are like these mega millionaires? That that's exact same thing that happened to my my sister. Got got her master's in uh, social work. Mm. I think it's social mm. work. Sorry, Diana. I don't. <laughs> she's a therapist now, but she um. She went to Columbia too, and she, and and all the all the big schools she wanted yeah. to go, but it was more so she uh, couldn't afford it financially. Yeah. Yeah. Who can afford that? Uh, it's so, and they're like, oh, we can give you financial aid, twenty thousand. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's like, how am I gonna live? Twenty thousand in New York? Yeah. What would you do with twenty thousand? You can't even. You could barely yeah. pay rent for like that's like half a half a year's rent or yeah. something. So it's or, very upsetting. Higher ed. Like I was such a believer, but now it's like, do what feels right. Get the, there's free money out there. Do go get the free money or go community community college. Be smart. <sighs> America essentially doesn't want smart people around. They want content creators at this point because yeah, how could you even afford education? Yeah. Right? This Huge is Huge issue. <laughs> yep. Go go make TikToks, <laughs> make, make go create dance, your own do those TikToks. I'm like 100,000 by doing this. Um now it's so interesting because have you you haven't taken any cooking classes? Uh I mean I've taken like you know those like unofficial like couples cooking classes like that that type of stuff you mean on dates like you went on a date like here's a hundred dollars and it's like make pasta be cute be cute um i read that culinary school is anywhere from 20 to 60k that too that part that part would you have given up would you give up all your degrees that Mm -hmm. you got and i know that was 100 to go to to have gone to culinary school no No. i've heard from friends that have gone that they don't think it's it's the same feelings I have towards like higher ed almost like they're like oh like it really depends but yeah you wouldn't recommend that to the kids these days who are like hey I I want to be a, a chef um should I go to culinary school uh, or should I go to undergraduate I, I don't know I that's um I would say it has to be a true passion and then they have to know financially know what they're getting themselves into I think for me as like a refugee coming from a place of not no financial literacy that's why i said yes to everything because that's the only yes i could say too they had no other option um so but i think these days there's so much resources like from you all just listening to the podcast that these kids can listen and and make really informed decisions Mm -hmm. about their life in the next 20 50 years you think so i think they're all fucked i think they're all so confused how the hell Uh, were we you and i like i i went to school undergraduate for cognitive uh psychology as well as uh, pre-med, mm. bio, right? Like, I don't use any of those degrees, like, at all. Mm. I mean, the psychology part was just fun. It was fun to, like, it's yeah. just like, and now I, now we're here. <laughs> we're we're, we're here, here talking talk about tennis rackets. You won prices, <laughs> right? You freaking got a car, actually something mm-hmm. fucking useful. Yeah. I'm here buying $6. coffee. <laughs> You gotta reevaluate these life decisions. <laughs> okay, let's get into the analysis okay. here. So you sent me your August mm. statement. Mm-hmm. I love August. A- August is this only one? Is this your only credit card? The one that the main the main one I use. I don't really use the other. I just have other. You ones. have other ones, yeah, but, but you. This is the main one. I use. This is the main one. Is this only your purchases, or do you have someone else purchasing things? No, nope, just me. Okay. <laughs> 
So I saw really quickly uh -huh. that 30% of it was on food and drinks. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Business. That's right. <laughs> Business. You're, uh, what is it? Uh, taking, uh, you're, you're doing homework, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're, you're Recipe studying. Testing, yeah. eating out. Test, you gotta test. That's why you got donuts like three mm -hmm. times. Sure in the, okay. Um, 25% was merchandise and inventory packaging. Uh, uh, yes, Laos spices. For spices. Mm -hmm. That's ex that's a lot of money that you have to spend per I guess per month to. Well, this is like the start up ish. Like there are months where you don't spend that. This okay. is like a chunk. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then thirty percent was in travels to Asia. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, I noticed you bought a ticket for like a thousand dollars, something like that. Where did you mm. go? Uh, was that one? It was either Laos or Japan. Was it Laos? I think it was Laos, actually. Here I'm it is. Sure it was Laos. A thousand? That's expensive. Yeah, because I mean, it was like a last minute-ish kind of ticket. So I was like, okay, this is the best I'm going to get. But everything else there, is it pretty um, affordable? Oh, yeah. Everything's it's much. You can live there. <laughs> with with we're with the money over, we're, we're, we're rich. millionaires over there. Okay, <laughs> great. I love that. Uh, do you have family over there? Um, I do, but I don't know them that well. You didn't meet up with any of your Not family members. Okay, yeah. got it, got it. I'm just curious if they know about your success and like what they think of yeah, you. I'm curious too. I don't know. <laughs> um, I think they do. They 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 see my stuff, but I don't know if they understand what like it relates like to money. They, you know, that's the the questionable part. Like, what, what do your parents think about all this? Um, I think they were confused at first <laughs> and I think they might still be a little confused, but they're like, how, how is this happening to us? Oh because so I, I take them out to, to dinner when I go home to visit in Wisconsin, we go to a lot of restaurants and people recognize me. They're <gasps> like, oh, we want to take a photo with your son. And they're like, why do you want to take a photo with my son? <laughs> and so I think that's helping them understand like, oh, like he's doing something bigger than, than what he was doing at UCLA. Right. Um, so now my mom's like really like yes he's my son. <laughs> oh now after <laughs> after so thirty whatever thirty she's it's like look at my son yeah, now. Yeah, no, parents are our parents so funny. <laughs> <laughs> the head up high. Yeah, uh, have you tried the spices? Uh, have you tried the love? <laughs> she has an eye. The yeah, love. She has a French accent now. <laughs> um, on the fourteenth, you bought tickets to disneyland for oh, yes for a hot 159 dollars is that one ticket yes 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 what my sister was visiting and i and her first time going to disneyland so i wanted to go show them disneyland so i bought my ticket it's expensive it's so expensive just for the half side uh, yeah i'm Do not a disney person but i i am when my family visits like you act like it or you do you do you like turn do you like a uh you know what I mean? Like, do you do you just like act like? Because I feel like when I'm with my Disney friends, mm -hmm. I don't. I would never be like. I don't want to take their joy away from them, mm -hmm. so I would never be like, "Oh, I hate Disney." But I truly, it's not that I hate it. It's the experience of going there and the like. It stresses me out. Is that it why does. is everyone? Ha why is everyone supposed like supposedly happy? Is that yeah. true? That yeah, I'm, I'm just like you, right? Like yep. Or are are we just depressed because because all these issues, you know, whatever yeah. childhood, you know what I yeah, mean? Like, it's both. <laughs> <laughs> but I try to be happy because of the kids. Like the, I'm like, oh look at Mickey, ooh, <laughs> ooh. Okay, uh, what's a 
uh, what's a snack you'd like to see at Disneyland that you that you'd make? Oh, I'm so sorry. A snack that I would like to see at Disneyland that I I want to see Lao sausages there, <gasps> like just like that are cut up and just like toothpick. Mm. That would be so, so good. good. They would sell so much. That'd be so yeah. good. Yeah. Oh my god, that's a good idea. How much would you char- charge for that? Um, at Disneyland, I would charge like twenty five dollars per sausage. Mm-hmm. That shit. Cr- that, but that's because like their churros are like, aren't they like eleven or twelve? Yeah, like, something like that. They're they're insane over there. Um, do you feel like they're overpriced? Like, do you feel like you're paying for joy? You're paying for but, uh, but that's manufactured I, happiness. Okay, I saw two purchases from the SP Taylor Swift shop. Mm-hmm, One mm-hmm. was forty. Out. Forty. T- <laughs> okay, so you're a Swifty. I sure F- am. Forty two ninety five. Uh huh. And another time you spent <laughs> ten days later, twenty two fifty five. That means you went ten days and you went. Hmm, it's not enough. Uh, <laughs> t- what, what, what did you buy? I think. The first one was her sweater or some something of that sort. That was the forty two ninety five. I missed it. Okay, and so I went to her concert in August. I'm pretty sure that was the one. Mm-hmm. And then the next one was a CD of nineteen eighty nine. I think, which I just got received. Okay. Yeah. Um, would you cook? Okay, would you cook for her for free? For like, literally, she said, she said, "Hey, yeah. as a Swifty, she's like, yeah. hey." I love your food and your sausages. I heard about it from Ali Wong. Mm. I know you never met her, but yeah. but I heard it's fantastic. Um, can you cook for me for like two days, three days for free? I my 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 immediate thought was yes, but then I said no to myself <gasps> because I think really I want to value because I want to value myself more. Even though I think I idolize her, I think there's more. I idolize myself more than than a person. Like I value myself more than saying for free. Wow. At this Good point, for maybe you. Back then I would have said free. I'm like no, because I buy her stuff. You can buy my stuff. If yes. You, you know, it's equal exchange. Okay. How about for merch? Would you do it? <laughs> um, if, okay, I would do it for free. If she were to sign something for my partner, because he's a bigger Swifty. So I want to do it for him. <laughs> Baby, that's, that's so sweet. That's the only sweet. way I would do it for free. Thank you so much for coming on. That was super educational and hilarious. And now I know you're Swifty. And also just... <laughs> you got the best spices. Uh, tell Tell our cash cuties how they can find you. Yeah, so if you're interested in everything Lao, Lao food, content, food, um, you can find me at all my social medias at Sang Duong Dara. And probably something easier um, for just memory-wise is my spices are at laospices.org. Oh, did I say org? Oh, my gosh. It's not <laughs> org, y'all. <laughs> Laospices.com. Wait, um, I love that. I love that you made it like an organization. An organization. It's, it is. It, it is. Be. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I, I'm I'm on online the tube, uh, Facebook, Instagram at Sang Duong Dara. Okay, a TikTok. A TikTok, yeah. Say hello. I love I love interacting with everyone and meeting everyone there. And go buy some spices so he can also pay off his mm-hmm. debt. Come on, please help. And, <laughs> and I'm Stuffy Bake again. You can find me on my Instagram, Bake Goods B A I K E D G U D S, and my other podcast at Fun with Dumb. So um, thanks again. Bye. Bye.